Welcome to the Ministry Marks podcast. My name is Thomas Majors, and I'm joined by David Haynes. Today on the podcast, our topic is prayer and the will of God. So we've discussed prayer already, but we're going to discuss this idea about prayer and the will of God. And so I've got a Bible verse, 1 John chapter 5, it's verses 14 and 15 that I want to read to begin with. And then David has one as well. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have a request which we have asked from him. And so in that passage, I mean, John, the writer, 1 John chapter 5, he says that if we ask anything according to his will. So there's a connection there between prayer and the will of God. David, what's your Bible verse? Okay, well, actually, I have a couple of Bible verses. Uh, one I want us to think about is how Jesus taught his disciples to pray for the Father's will to be done. In that model prayer, the Lord's Prayer, he instructs them to pray for God's will to be done. Also, Romans 12, 2 tells us that the will of God is good acceptable and perfect. So we are we are praying for something good to happen, for whatever is acceptable in God's will to happen. And, and that is absolutely perfect. I think that Bible verse reminds us that what the will of the Lord is should be accepted in our lives. Uh, even if it maybe is not exactly what we wanted, it should be accepted by us because it is God's will. 1 Peter 2.15 says that the will of God is doing good. So it is not evil. So the will of God never concerns sin. It never is uh, for a person to do evil. It is for a person to do good and to follow the Lord. It is always in God's will for us to give thanks, according to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. So if you want to pray a prayer that is in the will of God, begin that prayer by being thankful. That is always in God's will. Our sanctification, becoming like Christ, is part of God's will. So I feel that we can pray for the Lord to make us and mold us into who he wants us to be, keep on working on us. That is a, a prayer that is always in God's will. And then Ephesians 5, 17 states that the opposite of foolishness is understanding God's will. So Thomas, how do you understand God's will if it's the opposite of foolishness? Well, when I think about the will of God, I'm thinking about it in two different ways. So two different ways, one being the revealed will of God. And I believe the revealed will of God would be things that we know to do. And and you could almost put it in this aspect that it is the moral will of God. That you've already alluded to it. There are certain things that we we just know it's the will of God for us. Uh, things like not murdering, yeah. <laughs> you know, not lying, uh, not cheating on your spouse. You know, th- those are things that are in the will of God. Those are the, it's the revealed will of God. And it has this moral aspect to it. We know it's the will of God to love our neighbor and to love God. That is the will of God. But there's also another aspect. That's the first aspect, the revealed will of God. But then there's the secret will of God. And I think we would probably describe that as, um, 
providential, the providential will of God. Now, that is completely different from the revealed. The revealed word of a will of God is what we know. It is things that we should be doing or things we should not be doing. But with the providential will of God, there's this idea of unknown to it. And so that's what we're trying to get at uh, somewhat is the providential will of God. There are things that are going to happen in my life that I just don't know about. Is, is God going to call me to be a missionary in another country or another part of the United States? I don't know that. That's, that's according to his providence. That's according to his will. And I, am, I need to be praying moving in that direction, praying for the will of God. But when I think about the will of God, those are the aspects I'm thinking about. I know there are certain things that I should be praying for because that is revealed, but there are also some things that I need to be praying for that are providential, which is secret that I'm trying to get at. And I jotted down things that are in the providential secret will of God that many of our people have prayed about and possibly are praying about right now. Some of those are as follows, education and career paths. Man, whenever I was a high school student, it was all I could do to get out of Kossuth High School. And I never, Thomas, I never dreamed in a million years that I would be in the dissertation writing phase of a doctor of education degree. I never dreamed it. I never thought it, but I prayed about that. And as I prayed as a 26-year-old about whether I should go to Blue Mountain College or not, it was huge. How are we going to pay for this? How am I going to do it? Will I be able to, to pass those courses? I, I'll never forget, uh, April. every time I left for Blue Mountain College, she gave me a word of encouragement. Have I ever told you this, Thomas, what she told me every day? She looked at me as after I kissed her goodbye. Honey, I love you. You're my world. She looked at me and she said, don't be an embarrassment. <laughs> Every single day, she told me not to be an embarrassment. And that was a huge deal for me. Can I do the work? I didn't know if I was intellectually gifted enough to do the work at Blue Mountain College. Well, I I'm was, just imagining but... her saying that as, as Leslie Nope. As Leslie Nope. <laughs> Don't be an embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty much accurate. So, so, so education and career paths. A lot of times, a lot of times, education and career paths uh, go together. So, if you're a young person, be praying about your education or career path. Marriage, man, I prayed about marriage. You know what my prayers kind of sounded like? Lord, please let her marry me. That was what it was. But I prayed about marriage, and so much prayer about marriage. Children, I still recall sitting in a deer stand, Benton County, the year was 1999. Whenever I, whenever God began to lead me to pray about children and if April and I could have children uh, in just a, a matter of, of days or weeks, the Lord blessed us with, with April becoming pregnant. And then in 2000, our daughter was born. I'm praying about children. And Thomas, really it comes down to major changes in life. This can be for someone that's in their fifties or the sixties or their seventies. Any major change in life should be prayed about because it is a secretive thing. It is a providential thing. And then even the daily decisions that the Lord wants us to do. Now, as you've already alluded to, there are some things that you don't have to pray about. I found out years ago that I was a diabetic. I have never prayed once, Lord, is it in your will for me to have a piece of pecan pie? I, I know it's not. I know it is not in God's will. I stay away from it. And there are certain things that are in your life and that are in my life uh, that we don't have to waste time praying about because it is not God's will. 
But what we're talking about today is what should we spend time praying over about how to discern the will of the Lord? So why do we want to pray? I mean, we're talking about praying for the will of God, but we're also talking about praying in the will of God, right? Yeah. So so two different aspects of the will of God, praying for and praying in the will of God. Why do we want to pray in the will of God for the will of God? I believe we want to pray in the will of God so that our prayers align with the Lord and that our prayers will be will be heard. We want to pray, as we mentioned before, what in the name of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we want to pray in God's will. Is that what you were looking for? Yeah, I, I mean, basically, I'm, I'm thinking uh, everything that we do is for the purpose of bringing honor and glory to God. And so we want to reflect God's glory in our lives. And one way we can do that is by praying for the will of God, in the will of God, in the will of God, for the will of God in our lives so that we can bring honor and glory to God. But also, I would say we want to pray uh, for the will of God, in the will of God, so that we get what we ask for. I mean, that's That's what he says, right? I mean, that is, that's one of the major takeaways from at least that passage I read in first John says that if we're praying in the will of God, we can be sure that we are going to receive that which we ask for. So I think even on a, a human fleshly almost type level, we want to pray in the will of God for the will of God so that we get what we're asking for. Yes. So now let me ask you this. Can we know the will of God? I believe we can. And I was going to ask you a question very similar. How well, do you, I got di- you how first. do you discern the will of God? <laughs> but yes, I think so. I think I think that is the, maybe the heart of what we're talking about, and really what our listeners will be wanting to hear today is how do I discern the will of God? There are two good options, or there are a multitude of, of good roads I could head down, career, career, you know, change, you know, whatever it is. How do we do that? Okay. This is how I personally do this, Thomas. And I don't know how you do this. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious for you to answer this question, but I'll just to be honest. This is how I pray concerning discerning the will of God. I pray for the Lord to close doors. If there are multiple avenues that are open, I say, I, I'll tell the Lord this, Lord, you know my heart. I ain't got enough sense to go in the right direction. My heart is is wicked, and Lord, I, I'll be deceived by whatever it may be that is in my in, in my will. But God, I want Your will to happen. So I ask the Lord to close doors. And now, sometimes He doesn't just shut the door where it is an immediate uh, phone call. No, you know it's not that. I think He does that by aligning our desires with his will. Thomas, is it all right if I give you if I give you a personal example of that? Is oh, yeah. that okay? Whenever you go to a college and you're and you're close with a professor, you 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 want to do what that professor did. You want to go where that professor went. Uh, for many of the guys who have gone through Blue Mountain College over the last couple of you know couple of couple of decades, um, you know Dr. Ronald Meeks, and uh, and man, we all we all love, we love Dr. Bain, we love Dr. Meeks, and we find ourselves wanting to be like those guys because they're good guys and they have influenced our lives. And I knew that Dr. Meeks went to New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, and Thomas, I remember what it was like. I was a senior, I became a senior at Blue Mountain College in in 2009. I graduated from Blue Mountain College in 2010. The 
interesting aspect of my timing at Blue Mountain is whenever I graduated, I was 30 years old. I had been a pastor for, uh, for good grief, for a little over five years. And, uh, and, uh, and I was not a, a 22 year old guy who had just graduated. And so my life was a little different. I was married. I had a daughter. My daughter was uh, almost 10 years old whenever I graduated from Blue Mountain. And I wanted, I tell you what my will was. My will was to go to New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. And then I prayed about it. I began praying about it. And I recall, I recall whenever I told Dr. Meeks, I actually broke down and cried. I'm such a big baby. I broke down and cried. And I said, Dr. Meeks, I'm not going to be able to go to New Orleans. And he said, big deal. Uh, so what? Uh, it, it, just because I went to New Orleans doesn't mean that you have to go to New Orleans. And he let me know that that you can still be a good, fine Christian seminary student without going to New Orleans Seminary. And so as I prayed about it, the things back then, I'll tell you why I didn't go to New Orleans is because at that time I was going to have to live one semester on campus or spend enough weeks at a time where it amounted to uh, one semester on campus. And I prayed about it. And God said, no, had I gone to New Orleans, I would have been outside of God's will in the same way. Had you not gone to New Orleans, you would have been outside of God's will. So it's so interesting that you and I are so much alike, yet yet God's will for us was totally different. And I prayed about it, and I talked with my wife about it, and and I knew whenever I heard that I was going to spend a semester on campus, I knew it wasn't for me. And I was called a pastor in North Mississippi. I was called to, I, I've never had to miss a service, not one Wednesday service for seminary. I've never missed a thing in the life of any of my people. And it's because God told me that's who he wanted me to be. And whenever I looked at long distance education, I said, that's not it for me. And so I prayed it through and I knew it was not God's will for the church that I served as a master's degree student and how the church that I serve as a, as a doctoral student, it wasn't in God's will. So I prayed for doors to be closed. And I, I think that you can feel spiritually through the nudging of the spirit, if doors are opening or doors are closing, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I was going to begin to move in that direction because basically this idea that we're talking about and knowing the will of God, we've both experienced it in one way or another. You related it to the idea of going to seminary. And in my mind, I feel like the clear example for us would be when God calls us to a church, because that is definitely where the will of God is being worked out in our life. We are praying for the will of God. The will of God is being worked out in our life. And there becomes this point, this time that we say, oh, oh, it, I, I'm supposed to be at Holly Baptist Church. I mean, it's just this this moving of the Holy Spirit is the moving of God in our life that just clearly points us to that direction. But that's not always the case. When, when you begin that process with a church, it can go in a lot of different ways. I mean, I don't know about you, and I know this isn't necessarily about being called to a church, but I kind of go into that thinking, I'm not going to that church. That's right. I don't have any intention of going anywhere else. That's, that's, right. Right. that's the I'm best not going to, to that church. Why would I leave this great church I'm at to go to that? Maybe you know, church, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's really God working through that, revealing his will to us or to me that makes me at a point in time say, yes, it's this church or it's this situation. It's I'm, I need to do that. 
So usually that process is pretty slow with me. Usually as God is revealing his will in my life, it comes in snippets. There are every once in a while I can think of a time where it's like God's will just hit me like a ton of bricks, you know, just bam. Yeah. And just, and just told me uh, some way he communicated, this is what I need to do. But most of the time it's just the one step at a time, one rung of the ladder at a time until he has completely revealed his will for my life. And, and I pause there because I can honestly say, well, he hasn't revealed everything. I mean, I, I started to say that, that he is completely revealed, but he hasn't completely revealed his will in my life. That is part of walking by faith, as you've said. And I know that he called me to Holly Baptist Church, to use that example again. But all of the experiences that I've had here are still products of that revelation of God's will in my life. Yes, you are 100% correct. And I feel the same way you do. And, and the second point I was going to make was about, was about being called to a church. And, and even though we're talking about church, this is, you know, and we're talking about ministry. If you're listening and you're not a pastor, this still applies to you. And it, it can apply to you if you're at the factory and you are looking at changing departments. This is this is similar. This is similar. And I believe that you can kind of understand a little bit about this from, from our perspectives as well. So the year was 2010. It was in the spring of 2010. Uh, I was serving the first church I'd ever served as pastor. We felt that God was telling us it was time to leave that church. Man, let me tell you, it was a good church. I fondly remember so much of our five years and three months there. It was so good. The people were so good. We love the community. Man, it was a good church. But God was telling us it was time to go. It was time to go. And and at this given time, I had I had been recommended to a church, and the pastor did not leave. We had heard he was going to be leaving someone that was a very dear friend of mine said, hey, I have recommended or I'm going to recommend you to that church. I believe the pastor is leaving. He did not leave. And I thought, well, Lord, I sure thought that that might be where you were leading us to go. And then about that time, a church from, I'm not going to tell you the name of the church, but it was was a good sized church. It was a twice, probably twice or better, uh, the size of the church that of my first church that I pastored. So this church was two times the size of it. It was in Tennessee. It was a first Baptist church in a county seat town. I still occasionally drive past that church. It's beautiful. I mean, beautiful church, beautiful facilities. And through that same person, that church got my name and, and that church called me. And, uh, and we did the dance just, just a little bit. I had two conversations with that church. I had not met with them, but I had two conversations with them over the telephone and we had the meeting established where we were going to go up and see the facilities and all that kind of stuff. And my wife asked me this, she said, David, if you go to that church and they call you to be their pastor and the week after they call you to be their pastor, we're still living here. We're about to go up there. We'll be on the scene at that church in Tennessee in about in about a week. And this other church that you thought you were going to be recommended to opens up and they call you. Would you be happy with yourself going to 
this church up in Tennessee. And I said, I would be sick. I wouldn't be happy. I'd be sick knowing that I didn't go to another church. She said, well, I think we know the will of the Lord. And I think it is not for us to go to that first Baptist church up in this county seat town in Tennessee. And I said, you are 100% correct. And it's just kind of a gut feeling is the best that I can say. You know, you know, deep down in your heart that you're supposed to go in one direction over the other. And I agree. For me, it was it was seminary going to Liberty Baptist Theological Seminary instead of New Orleans, uh, going not going to that to that First Baptist Church up in Tennessee, and going to Mount Olive Baptist. That church opened up. I, I was recommended, and I went there, and we served for almost five years. It was God's will for us to go there, and I am convinced of it. Had I went to some another church, we would have been outside of God's will. We've explained quite a bit. We've illustrated quite a bit. What are, what's some application? How can someone, how can someone pray in the will of God for the will of God? Can you think of some some ways? Some things that have come to my mind is I ask the Lord to reveal His will through His written Word. Whenever I I, I try to scripture. Yeah, and whenever, scripture is great. <laughs> that's it. And whenever I pray, I, I try before I read my Bible every morning. Right now, I'm reading through the Book of Exodus. Whenever I pray. Whenever I pray before I read, Lord, please show me in your word, your will for me today. So I think he can come through God's word. I think he can come through uh, scriptural teaching. If we're listening to podcasts or we're listening to sermons, if we're sitting in a pew let someone preach, what, what the man of the Lord, the person of the Lord says through the, will, through, through the word of the Lord to me, a person of the Lord, I think we can learn through that. What are some other thoughts that you have? Yeah, well, I was going to say scripture would be one of them, and and we should we should definitely do a podcast on praying scripture and the illumination of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, uh, those may be two podcasts. So yeah, we might I, want to do I two think, of those. I think they will be yeah. uh, do those separately, but uh, but those would be interesting topics. We we need to pray uh, scripture, whether we're praying through the Psalms or we're praying through Proverbs or or if we're just part of our Bible reading plan that we're going through, pray and allow God to speak, allow His Spirit to illuminate that passage. But also, I, again, this goes back to another topic that we need to pray in the Spirit. If we're walking in the Spirit and the Holy Spirit is praying, then we're obviously going to be praying in the will of God as well. And then R.A. Tory. He wrote a book on prayer, and in his book on prayer, he says that a person can definitely pray the will of God by praying the promises of God. So I think his reference that he talks about in the book is wisdom. God wants people to be wise and walk in wisdom and live in wisdom. He says it's always appropriate to pray for the wisdom of God to be given. Uh, in a person's life, so so I think those are some ways that we can that we can pray. Praying scripture is is big for me. Yeah, I man, I totally agree. And do you feel that other people can help you discern the will of God? I am praying in the will of God about the will of God, and that the Lord can allow someone else to encourage you possibly in His will or what His will is leading you to. Yes, definitely. There have been times in my life where I believe 
God has used other people to reveal his will for my life. And one of those instances is what we've talked about on a podcast before, being called to the ministry. Called to the ministry many times is confirmed by other people. Usually, the call to ministry is confirmed by other people. Oh, I, I saw that. Hey, have you thought about going into the ministry? And there are times where the will of God in other aspects of our life is revealed by people as well. So I, I believe God can do that, and I believe He does do so. Man, I feel the same way. Well, thank you so much for joining us today as we discuss prayer and the will of God. Tune in to the Ministry Marks podcast again.